Thanks be to God for words and music that sing God's praises. Let us pray. Touch us with your spirit, O God, and keep touching us. Use these moments, this day, this reading of this scripture to encourage our lives in faith. May all we do be for your honor and glory. We seek to follow Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The gospel reading for this day comes from the gospel according to Luke. I'm reading just four verses from the 21st chapter. Listen for God's word. Jesus looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in all that she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. So if you glance at the sermon title, you might think today's sermon is a familiar topic. Jesus has a famous Sermon on the Mount. It took place um, in the north end of the Sea of Galilee on a grassy hillside. And Jesus gathered there and he sat down and he began teaching his disciples with some very familiar words. He says, blessed are the poor. And he said, blessed are the merciful. And he said, blessed are the peacemakers. And then as they continued to listen, he kept on with more words that are familiar. He said, you've heard it said, um, do not murder. I say do not be angry. He said, you've heard, um, do not commit adultery. I say, do not lust. And his words continued with some powerful teaching about turning the other cheek and going the extra mile and giving your coat when they ask for your shirt and on and on. All of that is the Sermon on the Mount. But the Sermon on the Mount is not the sermon title today. Today's sermon is called the Sermon on the Amount. And it's not a typo. Which is what several people in the office thought, and they kept taking the little A off. Whenever they thought about what's going on, they kept moving the A, and I said, no, it's supposed to be there. This is the Sermon on the Amount. Now, first thing I want to say is, you can relax. No need to squirm. This sermon intends to be faithful information about faithful life because we all want to be faithful to God. Even if the subject is the amount, this is not meant to assault you. It's meant to encourage you and inform you. But I do want to talk about a number of amounts. Amounts. First, as you might guess, there is a rapidly changing context in the area of charitable giving in this country. Just 10 years ago, there were about 370,000 churches in the U.S. and there were about 600,000 nonprofit organizations 10 years ago. Today, there are roughly the same number of churches, 370,000 churches across the country, yet more than 2 million nonprofits. That data reminds us what we can figure out 
The church used to be the main recipient of charitable funds in our culture and in our country. The church used to be the main place where charitable work was carried out. But across the recent decades, there are more and more entities. Number one, asking and competing for charitable funds, which means, two, there are less and less funds available for God's work through the church. This means that the church has to do a better job at conveying why our ministries need your support. That's why we have our guests from Chimborazo here. Why our church needs and deserves faithful support. The church cannot just uh, assume that people will give to the church because that's what faithful people do. Faithful people give to lots of charities. Many of them do wonderful work. All this change in charitable giving means we have to tell our story at Second Prez in order to keep pace with God so that, we, so, so that we can keep pace in God's world and effectively serve in God's world. That's what God's calling us to do. Serve well on these streets and around the world. Second, according to recent study by Indiana University and their School of Philanthropy, American congregations across the land are losing ground against all these emerging charities. If you look at the last 30 years of giving to churches, many congregations say, yes, our giving is increasing. Indeed, since 1971, giving to churches has grown 1.5%. 1.5% each year, all the way up to 2012. However, inflation has been 4.4% across that same period on average. So that means that while congregations can see some growth in their giving, they are actually falling behind on average 3% each year. And if you think about just the last 10 years, congregations are down 30% in real dollars. The main point that this makes is that churches have less and less money to do God's work on these streets and around the world. So, just to recap, the first two points from this Sermon on the Amount confirms that there's more and more competition for charitable dollars and the slight gains that we can see leave us falling further and further behind at doing God's important work here and as far as we can go, which is our calling. Now, another amount. The church's ministry, this church's ministry, our worship and music, our Christian education and Christian formation efforts, our fellowship efforts, our outreach that goes every day of every week through these doors out to the city, our outreach efforts, our building costs, our maintenance, our personnel, All these costs come to approximately $2,740 per day. $2,740 per day. We are seeking to be a bright beacon in this city and throughout the world. We know God calls us to important work in this city and throughout the world, enriching life and indeed changing lives. That's our calling. We are constantly working to fine-tune our ministries. We're constantly working to leverage our priorities, but it costs money. In fact, the amount is $2,740 a day. And 90% of that amount comes from member pledges and member gifts. 
If the daily cost is $2,740, how many days does your pledge cover? See, we can only do what we can do together. The next amount that I want to discuss is the pledge amount. The pledge amount, the amounts given by members in this church. Pledge incomes to churches across the country have been in a long plateau, as I already mentioned, according to the research. And our pledges at Second Presbyterian, while increasing slightly across the years, remain pretty much on a plateau when you look at a lot of years together. More than half of us who pledge have increased our pledges in the recent years, the recent couple of years. That is wonderful. And we have new members joining us who add their gifts and add their commitments, which is wonderful too. We're a vibrant church. But we also have faithful members dying. And we always have faithful members moving away. So this is part of the equation. It takes generous increases and lots of new people giving to launch us up significantly in income. Now here's more on the amounts. If you received the mailing yesterday, it went out on Friday, or this weekend, or maybe you'll get it on Monday, it's, it's inclusive of a brochure, and there's a chart there on congregational giving. You can note a number of things when you look at that chart. We have some very generous people who love God and seek to share that love through the generous giving to this particular church. We have some members in our congregation who are pledging $15,000 a year. Some members who are pledging 20000 even $30,000 a year to the ministry of this church and serving God. Those gifts cover many days of ministry at Second Presbyterian. Let me make an important point here. Those people are not the wealthiest people among us. They are generous. They are generous. We might think they're the most wealthy. Let me tell you, they are generous. They know God's love has touched and blessed their lives. They're seeking to be a blessing and giving generously to God's work here. There are many places that they can give. I assume that their generosity leads them to give in many other places. But for sure, it's not their wealth. It's their generosity to God through this church that makes their giving so significant here. And we have to all be grateful for that kind of generosity. We also have a large number of people who are giving significantly, 5,000, 6,000, 8,000, 7,000 each year to this church for God's work. Many of these people have been growing their giving across the recent years. We could not, absolutely not carry on without the faithfulness and the generosity of these members. Then we have a large number of people, 56 units last year, that gave in the range of 2,500 to 4,500. Thank you. Thank you. The largest single group of givers are those who give between 1,000 and 2,500. Some of these people have increased their pledges in recent years, which is wonderful. Thank you. Many in this category seem to be more locked in a range. We give this amount to the church and we give it every year the same amount. Even though the increases keep coming and the ministry calling keeps heightening, we stay locked in, giving in a certain range. Income grows 
But giving doesn't grow, perhaps. Maybe there is some increase, but locked in giving is something we might want to be thinking about because we're all called to be generous. So when we're talking about amounts, as you could guess, the amount of ministry that we can do in love and service following Jesus is determined mostly by two amounts. The amount of pledges that we get and the amount of money in those pledges that we get. That's what allows us to do God's work because we are totally dependent on the congregation doing ministry in this place. The number of pledges and the amount of money in those pledges, those two amounts are the most important. That's why the story about the widow And her wonderful generosity is such a good story today. Jesus has spoken just prior to what I read today, some strong and indicting words in the hearing of lots of people, it says. He said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, who have the best seats in the synagogue. Beware of them. They devour widows' houses for the sake of appearances. They offer long prayers. Jesus is always looking for authentic people who love God with their hearts and who live it out. Just spoken those words. Then Jesus looked up and he saw rich people putting gifts in the treasury and also a poor widow who put in two small copper coins. All of the rich contributed out of their abundance. It says Jesus was not impressed. But the widow, out of her poverty, she put in everything, all that she had to live on, is what it says. The story is urging us deep in our hearts. The offerings of the rich would seem to surpass the offering of the widow. But for Jesus, it's about our hearts. It's about our hearts. It's about giving in generous gratitude. It's also about sacrificing, not making a show of it or doing it so we can say we did it. It's about confirming that our lives come from God and our lives belong to God, all of them, always. Our checkbooks, our priorities always most clearly reveal how we set our priorities, how we give our money. That's indicative of our lives. The amount we give should never be about self, but about serving God. And finally, the amount is a measure of our generosity, giving in a way that reflects our maturity of faith, our confidence in what life is about. We seek to give it away generously. There's a book out. It's written by two British economists, and it's called How Much is Enough? Money and the Good Life. Two British economies did a bunch of study and they found out that while per capita gross national product in Britain doubled since 1973, personal satisfaction changed not one iota. Money can buy a lot of things, but not personal satisfaction apparently, surely not happiness. You know where personal happiness and satisfaction come? Generosity. 
generosity. Look at the story. The giving of our lives to God and to God's work. The participation in the things that really matter and make a difference. That change life. That make the world a better place. That's what brings personal satisfaction and happiness. This is Jesus' message over and over. Over and over. It's about our lives. Therefore, loving and serving. It's about our church. We exist to love and serve in the world. Our purpose as disciples is to love and serve in the world. Our money, our amounts, well, they are for generous, sacrificial, authentic giving to God that God's kingdom may emerge in our hearts and in our congregation and across our city and all around our world. May it be so. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, by your Holy Spirit, move us. Move us to deeper places of loving, of generous giving, following Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.